Today's episode is brought to you by Tua T Fitness and the Sounds in Cinema podcast. Shance and Chu are washing their mouths out with soap because the How Dare You podcast contains explicit language. Okay, that's going to sound like shit. Um... Hello and welcome to the How Dare You podcast. This is the First Blood edition. Teachable moment. Chance here. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Joining me, the movie novice we've all come to love, Lady Chu of Tuity Fitness. Hi, Chu. Hi, Chance. So we're doing things a little differently. We On our last episode, we watched a golden gem of a movie from Sylvester Stallone called it really over, was called over the top <laughs> yeah. but we're due for a teachable moment so i said we'll watch first blood and then we're going to have two more sylvester stallone movies after this that i will not yet announce cuz they are so delightful <laughs> i want it to be a surprise okay we're doing things a little out of order. We've got this teachable moment for Sylvester Stallone, First Blood, a 1982 movie, Chew. Yeah, which also I didn't know until last week when we were talking about it. First Blood is the first Rambo movie, but <laughs> Rambo is not the title of the first Rambo movie, no. which I always thought. People be like, oh, did you like, oh, we're going to watch Rambo. Okay. So I'm thinking it's just like Rambo 1, 2, 3, whatever. That is not the case. And that's confusing. If you want to know the convolution behind the titles, listen to the Everything Sequel podcast. Because <laughs> we tackle the Rambo series. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you it's and like I they... have talked about... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, you and I have talked about that off air. And it seems messy and confusing. Because it is. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They wanted to retcon the titles, basically. They called this movie First Blood. Then the second movie was called Rambo First Blood Part 2, even though they really just wanted these movies to be Rambo at that point. But they put First Blood Part 2 because I guess they thought, how will they know it's Rambo other than fucking Rambo's right in the title? Or rather that it's a First Blood movie. By the yeah. time you get to Rambo 3, it's just Rambo 3. And by the time you get to Rambo 4, it's just Rambo. No numbers. They should have just kept it at Rambo originally. Like, no first blood at all. Well, just I disagree. Rambo. They drew first blood, Chew. Not me. This is true. This is fact. <laughs> but why could they could have just put Rambo colon first blood? Well, you don't know that this is going to become a franchise. It kind of seemed like it. No, not really. Actually, because originally in the title, or not in the title, in the book, Rambo dies. Oh, God, there's a book? Oh, yeah. Okay. In the book, he is a full-blown psychotic. He kills oh. like 20 people in the book at least. 15 at least. And that's due to PTSD? Yes. Well, okay. I think he's just more also psychotic in the book. Okay. I don't know. I haven't read it. Do you know? Do you remember how many people he kills in this movie? I don't think it's 20. It's one. And you could say that it was in self-defense. Yeah. The guy who falls out of the helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. One person dies in this movie. I got a lot of things to say about this movie. I didn't hate it. I need to preface that. I, I didn't hate this movie. Um, and I don't usually write notes on teachable moments, but I was like, oh, I'm going to need to write fucking notes. You have grievances? Oh, I got grievances. I've got grievances. But it's not because. Not I about got, how was, the movie's made, though. No. About it's just the characters. With characters. Yeah. And it's just a shitty situation. So those were the, that's where those grievances are stemming from. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But this movie holds up to me. And as you know, I'm starting a third podcast. And 
it's all about 1982 movies, and this is a 1982 movie, and we're going to talk about it. But this movie, like I said, is a 1982 movie. It has 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, Chew. Trust me when I tell you, no other Rambo movie has that high Rotten Tomatoes. I believe that. <laughs> it is directed by Ted Kotcheff. Chew. I don't know. No, you don't need to ask. I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe you might know one movie. All right, try me. But you don't know Uncommon Valor. Uh, it sounds familiar, but I couldn't tell you who was in it. It's a Vietnam movie. Okay. Is there a theme here with this with this this director? No, uh, I think that's just more of a coincidence. Okay. That one's with uh, Gene Hackman. We got North Dallas Forty, a football movie, Winter People. Oh, with your with your guy. I have many. Mr. Kurt Russell. Mm, love him. Winter People. And it's uh, Kelly LeBrock, I think. So there you have it. I mean, okay. not Kelly. Uh, Kelly McGillis. Uh, Switching Channels, a terrible movie with Kathleen Turner and Burt Reynolds, along with Christopher Reeve. And then we have a movie called Folks. You don't know Folks. Mm-hmm. However... I think it's possible, and I'm probably still wrong, but it's possible you know Weekend at Bernie's. I've never seen it. I know Weekend <laughs> at Bernie's, or Weekend at Bernie's. I, but like, you know of it. I understand the premise, but I have never watched it. Okay. No. No, I, I was pretty much right. That's where Uncle Bernie dies, and then they have a party at his house and pretend that he's right. alive? Yeah, yeah. exactly. With Silverman and McCarthy. McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Sure. Andrew McCarthy. Jonathan Silverman, any of these ringing a, ringing a bell? Do you want me to appease you or tell you the truth? <laughs> <laughs> I think that answers it. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) you did it in the best way possible. (laughs) What answer are you looking for? Do you know the movie? Do you know the movie Mannequin? Okay, we've kind of talked about this. Erica Flora. His favorite movie (laughs) is Mannequin 2. Specifically, she's doing it wrong then. Two, not Mannequin. Mannequin 2. No. Yeah. All right. Well, she understands the choice she makes. I think you and I have to watch Mannequin. It sounds fucking weird. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be so good. I'm down for it. Is that that's a how dare you or a? Oh, it's a how dare you. Okay. It's glorious, Chew. Okay. I mean, fucking glorious. Andrew McCarthy's in it. You've got Kim Cattrall, James Spader, like you've never seen James Spader before. G.W. Bailey. Now I'm getting into the things that you'll you're like what? But yeah. G.W. Bailey, Chew. He's from Mash. Have some respect. Estelle Getty Mash. is in that movie. I know Mash. It was on every weekday morning at six thirty. A.M. Fuck yeah. What are you doing up at 6.30 in the morning when you're a teenager? No, not a teenager. I was like elementary school, like (laughs) second, third, fourth grade. (laughs) And I would have a little bit of time to kill. So I would, that was the only thing that was on. This is like 2015? How old do you think I am? (laughs) Six. This was early 90s. All right. Well, mid to late 90s, I suppose. We've gotten off course here. <laughs> the shocker. <laughs> Supposed to be okay. talking about First Blood, which is an action movie. I'll tell you this. This movie had a budget of $15 million, an opening weekend of $6.6 million, made $47.2 million in the USA, $125.2 in the world. I feel like that's decent. Yeah. It's decent. 
But this movie had problems. Stallone, I want to say that the movie was, I don't know, like two and a half or three hours long at first. Stallone oh. tried to buy it back. He hated it so much and just not ever show it. Wow. Yeah. So he wanted it longer. No. He was like, we got to cut this shit up. Okay. No, I'm grateful for that. Yeah. This movie went through 26 drafts before Stallone came on. Uh, people floated to play Colonel Troutman included Jackie Mason, Milton Berle, Charles Nelson Riley. I mean, those are all kind of legendary comedians, Chew, who you might not know, but doesn't really fit the movie. <laughs> I believe you. Most famously, Kirk Douglas was cast as Troutman and quit, I think, like a day or two before they were going to start filming because he wanted the ending where he shoots Rambo. And they were like, we're not going to do that. Oh. No. I don't think Rambo deserved to be shot at the end of the movie. Right? Well, no. not the end of this movie. No. I guess the book, he's a, <laughs> he's a bit more crazy, but... All right. For the benefit of our audience, Chu, would you like to describe the plot to First Blood? Yeah, sure. Hit me with it one time. All right. We got John Rambo, the Vietnam vet, and now Drifter. Uh, drifting. Drifters. In... That's a common. We've had a common theme for a couple <laughs> totally. of movies here. Go, yeah. go ahead. Uh, drifting in the Pacific Northwest. He's looking for an old uh, army friend. Finds out that he's since passed away. And he heads into town and uh, uh, the sheriff, who's a real piece of work. You <laughs> fucking fuckstick. I'll get into that later. But anyway, moving on. Sheriff wants to, like, push Rambo out of town. He doesn't want him to, like, you know. Exist. We exist, yeah. So gets him in the car, gives him a hard time, and then really just arrests him over fucking nothing. And then they bring him into the station, and you guessed it, as always, bad things happen. <laughs> you got it about literally, you might five like, minutes wow, into really... the movie, and then bad stuff happens. Yeah, you might be like, well, that's not enough information to go on, Michelle. Yes, it fucking is. Because if it's good enough for that piece of shit sheriff... It's good enough for you. <laughs> that sheriff literally took took nothing and made it into this huge fucking deal. Because he's a horrible fucking person. He's a horrible person. He's bad at his job. He fucking sucks. And I'm glad he's fucking dead. I'm glad that character is fucking dead. He's not dead. He, he lives. Has to be. Stop. Oh, that's right. He got rushed out on the gurney. God damn yeah. it. <laughs> the worst however that shitty sheriff is played by brian dennehy well he did a great job all respect to him. fucking brian dennehy absolutely like did especially a great job when he shows up as a cartoon and south park bigger longer uncut oh, <laughs> i don't know that the kids are like who the fuck are you i'm brian dennehy I don't think he actually does the voice, but I just love right. that they put him in the fucking movie. Yeah. I mean, that character has to go down in history as one of the biggest dicks. Well, well, in cinematic history. Has to. I fucking hate him. And I think it's one of my biggest takeaways watching the movie now is... Like, to preface this, I think most of us know that most police officers working today are doing a difficult job well. Yeah. You know? But there's a toxicity within police that exists enough that we're dealing with shit in our lives right now. Uh, and, of course, mostly minorities having to deal with shit, like where the weight upon them, where they can't, you know, walk down the street without feeling like, 
the weight of police that can come upon them. And all of that feels really present when you watch this movie. Absolutely. In I fact, mean, the majority of my grievances yeah. are centered around the lack of police, of good police work, and just complete disrespect to the badge. You're a fucking horrible person, and you're bad at your job, and you need to be put in jail. You got to stop. But this it's interesting, like, don't you think? Because... It's all wrapped around, you know, I mean, he, he even has the line, like, he, he says, what I say is the law. Power trip much? Right. Fuck. Ease up. And I just think it's like, because, you know, listen, Rambo at the beginning of this movie, he, he makes a choice. He starts walking across the bridge back to town. He knows he's going to start some shit. But aren't yeah. you on his side at that point? Well, yeah, because even though he's, he's anticipating starting shit, he's not doing anything fucking wrong. Right. He just wants to be treated like a person. Yeah. Like he matters. And that his service matters, which I think is another important aspect of this movie. 1982 we were still feeling sort of the gut punch of the Vietnam War. Right. And soldiers were treated like shit, which is almost hard to imagine at this point in our country how much you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. You cannot speak ill of somebody who works in service of our country, but at that time, they were. And it's fucked up. They were drafted, right? Not all of them, but yeah, yeah, certainly. They, like, many of them didn't have a fucking choice. And right. then they come back home and are just completely shit on by the majority of the American people. It's fucked up. Absolutely. Fucked up. Now, let um, me... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, like... So I just think it's important to remember that one nugget of information that of how different our culture was at the time uh, regarding people who have served our country in the military. Agreed. Because it was different. Yeah. yeah, this movie brought up some some tough shit. Uh, and I respect it for that. Because this movie was not at all what I was anticipating. Right. Like, I had a... I was thinking Rambo was... Well, so that's what I, I want to talk about because... I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was. It's got to be so different jungle. to watch this movie in 2021 than it was in 1982. So what's it like? Like, for, A, can you see why this became a franchise from this movie? Oh, yeah. Because on one hand, you have lots of cool boy shit. Yeah. Running around in the fucking jungle or the forest. <laughs> yeah. Having to sew yourself up. I've told this famous story before. Uh, well, both in podcast form and and just as a regular story. But like when this movie came out, my brother and I used to go across the street to uh, David Valencia's house, and we'd climb the big pine tree in his front yard and then just drop and <laughs> fall through the branches and hope we would cut our arms. Oh my god! Pretty stupid. <laughs> So, so stupid. Chew, <laughs> we just wanted to sew ourselves up. Which actually think... was a, 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 a dream that came true for me in the year 2000 when I was jump, jumping off rocks into the river with my Batman mask and cape on and punched a hole in my leg, could see my shin bone and had to give myself six stitches. Oh, God. Oh, I just got chills. That's disgusting. You didn't know that? No. I've told you that before, haven't I? No. I have not given, that. I have given you myself... You've told me other stupid shit you've done, but not that. <laughs> <laughs> That's just so much. <laughs> it's hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah, I've given myself six stitches before. Wow. Yeah. Well, first of all, that sucks. Because having to, st you're one, you're already in pain, and you're like, I have to stick the needle multiple times through my skin with no numbing agent. 
not just that chew, but I got to tell you, skin is tough. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, that's how they make leather. Imagine that. Fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, it's why we're covered I, in it. I took uh, I took fire to a needle and then bent it into a hook and then tied thread to it. And going down was pretty easy, but then like trying to get it out, the skin would kind of pull go like this. <laughs> And, and I would just be sitting there like, come on, fucking get through it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gross. Um, that's really tough. Good for you. Yeah. The dumbest thing I did in an attempt to clean it was we boiled some water, and I just poured some water on my leg to try and get it, but my shin bone was exposed, and boiling water hit my shin bone. You didn't have any alcohol? No. It sounds like there would have been alcohol involved since you're jumping off a fucking cliff into water with a Batman mask on. No, that's just my regular stupidity. (laughs) Wow. But I'm on a trip with kids. I don't have any alcohol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so this was uh, the the yearly camping trip. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is a good place to take a break. All right. (laughs) Let's take a break and we'll come back and tell more stupid stories of my youth. Excellent. Does the coronavirus have you feeling oogie? Have you been sitting on your couch for weeks? Nay, have you been sitting on there for months? Well, it's time for you to get back in shape. Check out 2 a T Fitness. You can find them on Instagram. You can find them on Facebook. 2 a T Fitness was started by Tina Bernard. She is ready and raring to go to help you get back into the shape you want to get into. They've got all kinds of classes. They've got outdoor in-person classes. They've got online classes if that's what you prefer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get back in shape. You're going to find a variety of exercises. You're going to have strength training, cardio, weightlifting, even fun five-minute burnouts that will push you to your limits. So get off the couch, get into shape. Go ahead and check out Tua T Fitness. Tina Bernard has got you for all your needs. I know her personally. She's fantastic. You're not going to meet a better person to help you become the new you. Check it out. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Lady Chu and I are here discussing the 1982 classic First Blood. All right, Chu. So I think we both have problems uh, with the toxicity, we'll say, of the cops in this movie. Oh, yeah. But this is sort of an all-time classic movie, and I think you've already stated that you kind of get that. Or get how it became that, yeah? Yes, All I right. understand. So I think one of the most surprising things to me when I rewatch this movie is, A, that it holds up. It's still a good movie. And B, one of the reasons I think it holds up is because this movie is doing something that I don't think, well, I get, you know, it's not like we haven't had, uh, that we didn't have war pictures in the 80s. But I don't know that a movie specifically dealt with post-traumatic stress like this movie does, especially so early. I mean, that's something that feels like we've only been conscious of for even 20, 25 years, which means this movie was talking about it over a decade before that. Yeah. Which is pretty Um, remarkable. It really is. And I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the questions I had at the end. I'm like, you know, around this time, I'm sure there were other Vietnam movies or just war movies, but like who was actually discussing the huge issue of PTSD. Right. And I was really surprised to see, having, having my own expectations about this movie and being wrong. I was really surprised to see the ending. Um, right. And him really breaking down and talking about like, I, I can't get it out of my head. Oh, I just, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that was like Stallone really had to fight for that. 
I'm glad it was in there. Yeah, because people kept yeah. saying, no, I, like, this does I don't, like, what, what are we doing this for? And he's like, just, like, you know. It's important. And it's just yeah. funny. Rambo is so a part of our culture now. I mean, Donald Trump, his head is on Rambo's body on posters all throughout his presidency. Like, going Rambo is a thing. And it's just funny how far removed that is from this first movie. I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> what, the that Trump is, part? Yeah. That's, a, did that's the, a whole other Did the Trump part upset you? <laughs> me fucking shit. Okay, let's move on from that comment. Jesus Christ. But you'll yeah, admit that, right? Like how far removed this movie is from all of that nonsense. Completely missed the fucking point. Like you obviously didn't see the last 10 minutes of the movie. Right. Well, but that's the thing. If you because think that that's appropriate. I, I Can I assume, Chew, that you haven't seen any of the sequels either? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Haven't seen them. Because to see how far removed the franchise goes from this original movie is something else, too. That's a whole other thing. And Stallone's responsible for that. Like, he leaned into that. Right. Yeah. I mean, 1985, we have Rambo First Blood Part 2, and, I mean, that's such a, such a rah-rah kind of, yeah. you know, I mean, it's really a Ronald Reagan kind of, <laughs> kind of Rambo, you know, Ronald Reagan's idea of America, fuck yeah. Right. Apologize for nothing. That's, that's, a, a, like, that's kind of where the character goes. Do they touch, um... Uh... Do they touch on PTSD at all in the second movie? Or just no, not? I mean, it's, not really. It's 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 only on the outer edges. It's like by the last movie, he's got his murder pills, where he's taking pills so he doesn't murder people. <laughs> murder pills. Okay. <laughs> so stuff like that. But it's never done as deftly as this movie does it. Because what I love about this movie is that those scenes in the jail at the beginning, when he's arrested. All go to speak because you can see you can see what the character's going through and you can see how it's reacted to because right. nobody who's a cop knows what's going on inside that guy's head. And so to, to them, he just seems like uncooperative and weird and dangerous, which doesn't give them any excuse to do some of the things they're doing to him. But you can see that difference in the characters and to see how PTSD manifests itself to start this whole movie and set it in motion is, I think, phenomenal. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Those those beginning scenes where he's in the police station, those are actually really hard to watch because it seems so obvious to the audience mm -hmm. that there's a real fucking problem here. So, like, if it's so obvious to us, why can't, why isn't it obvious to them? He's clearly a vet. Mm -hmm. He has dog tags. You know, it's not like Vietnam was a fucking secret. You know where he was. Can we put two and two fucking it's, together? It was a different no. culture back then, though. I mean, like, this movie isn't answering that, but, like, that's why I think it's so interesting that it's brought up at all in this movie because that wasn't, you know, it was like... Right. They were of a, it wasn't it was still of a generation of sort of, like, the expectation was the expectation for World War II veterans, which was uh, just push your bad feelings down and don't talk yeah. about them. And so nobody could, nobody at the time could have recognized it within that man. But next That's thing you know, sad. fucking there's yelling and screaming and smashing of noses and tripping and kicking guys with guns and pushing guys through windows, and then you're off on the motorcycle. And then we're off to bad things. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I love that chase, too. It was good. That was a, I was, uh, took up a couple of my uh, positive points. Had car chase, railroad jump. Loved it. Good shit, right? Yeah. And I think and it, I, I think I remember reading this. I believe the cop car turning over was an actual accident. Oh, with I like a it. stunt car driver driving and yeah. uh, the director liked it so much. He's like, we're going to keep that. So we'll put it into the story. That's funny. I mean, honestly, it kind of looks like 
Ooh, maybe that wasn't supposed to happen. Uh, but yeah, it really worked. I also shit. laughed out loud when uh, I don't know, it was one of the second jumps for the cop car, and he comes back down in the hong or the horn honks. Yeah. I, I like that one, and I like when the hubcap falls off too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the assuredness, like when he when he crashes that car, and then uh, Teasel. Gets out of the. That's the character that Brian Dennehy plays, the the sheriff. When he gets out of the car and he's like, "All right, get this," and I want the dogs to get the helicopter out here, get Galt in the helicopter, and do this and do that, and we're gonna start chasing him. And he and then he's like looking up in the mountains, and he goes, "We'll get him, no problem." I was like, "Fucking <laughs> macho bullshit! What a fucking <laughs> dick!" Like this whole, I mean, there's plenty of examples of this. But the, well, I mean, I'll, I'll single out the sheriff instead of the, the unit as a whole. Mm-hmm. He's so full of himself, yet so insecure oh, that he yeah. just keeps fucking up. You just keep making bad decision after fucking bad decision. And it's really impressive on some level. Yes. You are completely deluded <laughs> right. about what your own actual capabilities are. Through male ego. <laughs> God. Twice in this movie, he falls to his knees and cries. (laughs) Like the little bitch that he fucking is. (laughs) And he learns no lessons. No lessons. No lessons. He falls to his knees and cries, and Rambo brings the knife to his neck, and he's like, like, in town, you're the law. Out here, it's me. Back the fuck off, or I'll give you a war you won't believe. (laughs) fucking amazing and he falls to his knees and cries and then of course I wanted wanted so bad for somebody to just come out of the bushes and then just completely berate him for crying and showing emotion just to like have him feel some sort of like irony like this is what you're doing this is your fault asshole this is you you caused all of this you got two Uh, dogs killed two doggies yeah Big grievance. <laughs> I'm glad they didn't show it. Right. But the the yelping was a, a gut punch. Yeah. I don't know if I've hated a character more, at least in, I don't know, at least recently. Mm-hmm. He did a fantastic job. Brian Dennehy's a good fucking actor. He really is. I believed it. I believed that he was a bad person. Gonna take a bath this week? That's what he that what he's... that's what he says when he's for when he <laughs> when we first meet him and he's walking out of the sheriff's department. He what gets in ass. his car, he's like, Hey there. I can forget the guy's name. He's like, Hey Andy. And the guy's like, Hey sheriff, he goes, You gonna take a bath this week? Just fucking, <laughs> he's such a fucking jerk. just a little shiv in the belly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good times. But, uh, you know, we got we got the entire fucking sheriff's department out searching for Rambo. He takes them out one by one. I love, by the way, that every single by the way, did you notice David Caruso? I did. As the one not full asshole cop. Yeah. Okay, David, I'll give it to you. I believe in Tom's pitch a sequel that David Caruso had become the sheriff. If we were oh. to, if we were going to do a last, uh, you know, last Rambo movie for Tom's pitch, I think David Caruso was the sheriff of the town. I like that. Good stuff. But Brian Dennehy yeah. was still alive in his pitch and was like an ultra right wing Republican Fox News dick. It's <laughs> pretty good. That sheriff would be. Yeah. Yep. Um, but then you have the cliff scene. And the helicopter. Oh, man. Also, that other cop that plays Galt, his yeah. name's Jack Starrett. Another fantastic asshole. That guy's good. Oh, yeah. He played it very well. Oh, man. I wanted that is when he was telling the pilot, you know, if you don't fly this right. I swear I'm to God, kill I'll you. kill you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like, wanted that pilot to just lean over and just kick his ass just, out just of the push helicopter. <laughs> Bye. 
But that's a great shot, too, because Rambo's on the side of the cliff, and when he's, like, the, the chopper's settling down, and he's like, hold it, hold it right there. And he puts the yeah. gun to his head, and you can see his eye through the scope. Yeah. Fucking Rambo. Rambo just takes the leap. Yep. He takes the chance leap, Chew. There were fun stunts in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Scary. And I think I want to say, I remember reading that um, Stallone did part of that tree jump himself, too. I think he, like, broke ribs or something. He fucked himself up somehow. Yeah. I mean, you must have, you have to break something when you're falling from a tree. (laughs) Through. But you would know from personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Doesn't feel great. (laughs) (laughs) when i jumped off that cliff i totally wrecked my ankle i had like a third degree sprain in my right ankle which is what i felt and i got out of the water and said fuck (laughs) and i looked that's why you have weak ankles yeah exactly and i looked up at a kid who i just found out on my last backpacking trip was uh leader john hill i didn't remember that it was john on the trip. He said, that was me. So apparently I looked at him and I was like, I just totally fucked up my ankle. He was looking at the other leg and could see my shin bone. Not that the bone was broken. You know, it was just like exposed. And he said, dude. And then looked down at the injury again (laughs) and looked me in the face about four seconds later and said, dude. And I looked down and could see my shin bone. And I said, well, that's a problem. (laughs) Whoops. But I didn't have yeah. health insurance, Chew, so boil some water, children. We're going to perform surgery. <laughs> Good times. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, we're at the part of our story where Rambo fakes getting shot in the head. Yeah. And then there's some cat and mouse as uh, these fuckers are chasing them all over the forest and the, the National Guard gets involved. That scene is very funny. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I did have a big problem, obviously not with, you know, the actual story, but again, grievance to the lack of police work or at least just knowing how to do your job a tiny bit well. <laughs> you have one guy out in the woods, one fucking guy, and you're like, you know what? Just bring in the fucking National Guard. Right. That's not what they're there for. <laughs> That's not what the National Guard is there for. You don't use them for one fucking guy to finish a fight that you fucking started. I like when they find out it's one guy that they even bring their bazookas. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just oh, too much. Fuck it. <laughs> you guys took it too far. It's funny though. I mean, it, it's that it is. that scene yeah. is complete comic relief. Yeah, and he's trying to get the guys, somebody to like to go, go into out the there. mine. He's like, no, you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Screw that, Clinton. I ain't going up there. <laughs> I want you to go into the front of that mine. <laughs> no way, Clinton. Not me. It's like, why not? It's like I only do this part time. What's the matter with you, Clinton? And then he says, I want you to shoot off that bazooka. Just let me get out of the way first. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like they they were the one of the only few people in the movie who were realistic about what they were facing. Mm-hmm. And they weren't about it. Well, let me ask you this, because you probably don't know Richard Crenna. But he's Colonel Troutman. How did you like Colonel Troutman in this movie? Um, I'm a little conflicted. Oh, I don't yeah? know if I... I, uh, I think that's 2021 20, eyes. Maybe. There was like nobody that anybody loved more than Colonel Troutman in 1982. Everything I learned about the Green Berets, I learned from this movie. About how, like, how tough they were, how they ignore pain, you know, all that shit. And Troutman has all of those lines. To eat things that would right. make a billy goat puke. <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Wait, what was the other movie that we watched that referenced Green Berets? It was on the podcast. It was an episode. We watched something with the Green Berets? 
Well, they referenced it. Like, was Commando, was that guy, uh, was Arnold supposed to be a, mm. a Green Beret? I don't know if he was Green Beret or Army Ranger or if they even say. Mm. I'll look it up uh, when we go to break. Okay. We'll come back to that. Stay tuned, um, everyone. Yeah, I didn't like how they how uh, Colonel Troutman came in and he was basically saying, like, no, he's mine. Like, I own him. I didn't like that. Well. I mean, I understood why he. It was more like he where built he was him. coming from, but <laughs> it was. Yeah, I but I get what you're saying about the line. Like, I, I would say that makes him mine. Right. But what I did like was, like, he had the right idea in what you're referring to. When they're like, okay, well, what would you do? And he's like, let him go. Diffuse the whole situation. Diffuse him. Set up a hole. Let him slip through it. And then you'll pick him up in a week or two. That was smart. Yeah. Teasel, not so smart. He's not going to let that pass. Not at the expense of his fucking ego. (laughs) Plus, you have a colonel showing up to your crime scene, we'll say, your Mm -hmm. site. And you're a lowly sheriff, and you have the fucking audacity to give tood to this guy? <laughs> oh, man. You think quite highly of yourself, sir. You do and, not uh, like that man. <laughs> like, you're out of your element. You don't know what you're doing, and that's very clear. So the fact that you think you can just talk this guy up and down, I'm not about it. Mm-hmm. If a colonel showed up to me, I'd be like, I, I, I know nothing. You can do whatever you want. Do you want to take over? I'll relinquish everything. See, I don't that's know what surprising to me because that's not in your nature, like, say, in a parking lot or. <laughs> I don't know why you keep bringing that up. <laughs> I always, I'm pretty sure that guy wasn't a colonel. I always I come back know. to the Costco parking lot. <laughs> Where bad things happen. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Hey, could you calm down, please? I don't want to die today. Fuck that he was guy rushing twice. me, and I didn't appreciate it. He honked at me. That's and it's not like he was passing by and honking at me. We were in close quarters, both stopped, and you're gonna honk at me. <laughs> oh, now we're fighting. Okay, we're fighting. Oh, that's great. All right, I let's take another break. Okay, perfect. We're gonna take another break, and then we'll look up some information, and then we'll come back. How about that? Fantastic. Fantastic indeed. Right after this. If you like podcasts like I do, boy, do I have a treat for you. You need to stay on target and check out the Sounds and Cinema podcast. Listen as your host, sound designer and music creator, Tony Parham, and co-host, musical performer and sound lover, Derek Hansen, D-Rock if you're nasty, and I am, discuss all things sound related to film, television, stage, and theatrical productions. They discuss environmental sounds, bioacoustics, dialogue, the nature of communication through sound, but as an added bonus, they drink beer and try to... Stay on target! Find them wherever you get your podcasts and listen to the pure mania of a man who can charitably be described as Doug, the dog from Up, and another man with a soothing and sultry voice trying to get that man to... Stay on target! That's the Sounds and Cinema Podcast. Tune in and listen to the sounds they are creating just for you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Chu and I are here still discussing the 1982 film First Blood. All right, Chu. Hey. This is a teachable moment. Yeah. A little different, I feel like, than the ones we've done before. Or at least well, I feel differently than than the other Yeah. than the other ones we've done. But I done. think a lot of that has to do too with um this is a <laughs> like this movie is Cultural, culturally significant in the sense of what Rambo's, how Rambo's been in our culture. Right. But it's not like the movie itself is as, say, culturally significant as Jaws. But we've, uh, we, you know, we have plenty of movies 
of teachable moments that I would consider to be hidden gems, too, that a lot of people don't know about, like Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, yeah. That we just, you know. So there's lots of there's lots of ways to bring a teachable moment to Lady Chu. Correct. <laughs> they all don't have to fit the same. Uh, right. I don't know. They don't have to check all the same boxes. Right. So now we're at the point in the movie where everybody thinks Rambo's dead, except, of course, Troutman. He fucking knows Chu. Yep. He can smell it in the air. <laughs> and Rambo's got to battle rats. Oh, my God. Those are big rats. <laughs> they were. They were. They were eating healthy. Ooh, fuck. From what I understand, uh, I don't know. Animal people were not happy with this movie either because I'm not sure the rats were treated nicely in 1982. I'm sure they weren't, and it definitely crossed my mind. I understand the... I understand why a rat is a pest. I understand all that. But it never right. makes me feel good to kill, to, like, get rid of pests like that. Um, so I understand that they... Unless it's a person. I mean, <laughs> you know, I won't, I won't incriminate myself. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I haven't done anything. But bad. there are many, many, many dug holes in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Um, oh, fuck. No, but I did feel bad about, you know realistically what those rats went through. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, here's another good thing about the, well, not, you know, just one thing that I always think about whenever I watch the movie, when he finally gets to that last ladder and he's looking up at daylight, I really feel his exhaustion. Yes. <laughs> when he like puts his head against his arm yeah. on the ladder and he's like, if I could just get to the top of this, you know, my yeah. living nightmare might be over. Of course it's not. He's got to steal a truck and go into town and blow some shit up. Yeah. But He literally just wanted something to eat yeah. at the beginning of the movie. He right. was only hungry. <sighs> That's a laundry list of fucking shit that happens because a man was hungry. For no fucking reason. They made right. nothing and a way too fucking much. And this is where Teasel has some of his fucking most toxic shit. You know, he's like lines like I'm going to pin that medal, uh, congressional medal of honor to his liver. And when he thinks he's dead and he's in the bar with Troutman, he's like, I wanted to kill that kid. I wanted to kill him so bad I could taste it. I was like, fuck. Like he's has the congressional medal of honor. Why are you shitting on that? That was for you. Right. <sighs> People didn't like the Vietnam War, though, Chu. It doesn't matter. But Teasel should know better than anybody because behind the scenes, like he like, I don't think it's said in the movie, but he is a Korean War veteran, that character. And a civil servant. None of right. this makes fucking sense. Yeah. Oh, good. But he's got some heavy bloodlust. Yep. Sure does. Ooh. Also, so what about this whole last... So go ahead. I was just going to say, this brought me to uh, the whole concept of vagrancy. I actually had to look that up because I didn't know what vagrancy was. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad I did. Because it's literally being homeless or not, um, not having, like, support to live. Yeah. That's a crime. That's a crime. Well... Like, it's very it's big. So, it's so much more prevalent than it used to be. I mean, here in San Diego, when I was a kid, I wouldn't see a homeless person unless I went downtown. Now you'll see homeless people everywhere. Right. Which I, is an indictment, you know, of yeah. mental health in this country and the state of it and where we were and where we're going and where where we're where we are. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into the issues behind homelessness. Sure. 
Uh, but without diving into all of that, because we don't have the time. Um, but just the whole idea of vagrancy being a crime. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. It's none of your business if I don't have a home. If I'm not bothering anybody, what if I was living off the land? What if I was literally just living in the fucking mountains? Is that considered mm-hmm. vagrancy? If I'm just living off of the land? Then you'd be the weird old chew who lives on, on in the forest. But if nobody knew I was there and I wasn't using any services from town, right. what fucking difference does it make? Yeah, I mean, I think that's where... I think that's where you get into the issues is like when people are in town and they're homeless and they're vagrancy. I think part all of it comes from trying to make the people who aren't homeless feel more comfortable. They're the ones calling and saying, can you get this person out of here? Like they make me uncomfortable. So it's all met with derision and roadblocks as opposed to, you know, caring and empathy. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like it was a fucking stretch that Rambo is literally just walking down the street. I don't think he was actually asked by the sheriff, do you have a home? Do you live here? Are you like, he only asked, are you here to see somebody? And he said, no. Well, that doesn't actually answer any of my other further questions. It just means that he's not here to see anybody. So now all of a sudden he's vagrant. Now all of a sudden he's homeless. You don't fucking know because you didn't ask. We don't like guys like you. Next thing you know, we got a whole bunch of guys like you. No one's coming to your shitty fucking town. I promise. <laughs> Get over yourself. Well, John J. Rambo did. And then when you start a shitstorm with him, what you get is uh, your fucking gas station getting blown up. He blew that shit up. <laughs> and then the ammo store. All of which was just a diversion to see where Teasel was. <laughs> like, I like sees it. His little, sees his little head poke up. He's like, I got you now, motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> and that's when Teasel goes to his knees and prays again. He's fucking crying a second time like, Jesus Christ, I'm in a lot of trouble. God, the nerve. If, o- if only I wasn't such a huge dick. <laughs> uh, and then he gets into the sheriff's station and he shoots yeah, him. Yeah, he does. Shoots him from up, from, uh, from up above. Through the <laughs> ceiling. Yep. That was a horrible sound effect it's great i want to hear it again i'll try pew, and pew, do pew. <laughs> pew 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 <laughs> definitely give me the punch high is that give me the punch <laughs> okay hold on <laughs> <laughs> that was like a miss that was like a, a that was a swing and a miss on that one god i can't do it i don't know how guys do it how do you it was like a limp dick fell out of the gun <laughs> well so and i have a note here that says i mean i know we referenced it earlier but rambo's last speech to troutman is this whole fucking movie i mean it wraps this whole movie up in a, you know, what I'll call a dramatic bow. Yeah, I believed it. it it's was, really something. It was, we ta- I, I mentioned this during the break, this movie's fucking sad. Yeah. And you don't realize it's sad Because there's so much anger the and there's, end. yeah, there's so much anger and so much heartbreak in that speech. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with how veterans are treated. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, just... Calling me baby baby killer and all kinds of bile crap. Yeah. They don't fucking know. They haven't a fucking Unless you've been me, you've been there. You know what the fuck you're talking about? Yeah. I think he says hell, but... Yeah, and just his friends dying in his arms and the fact that he said, I can't find your fucking legs. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Stallone did a fantastic job on that monologue. And he wrote it, too. That was good. He wrote it in, and then he fought to keep it in when everybody else wanted it out. And he was like, you have to trust me. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. If that monologue hadn't been in there, I would have been like, 
I feel like there's holes in this story. Like we could have pushed further, but mm-hmm. that was a great, great, uh, great move to have that. You know how long Rambo goes to jail for? How long? Eight years. Oh no. He's probably not getting therapy or the care that he no. needs in jail. <laughs> you got to see how Rambo first blood part two opens. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He's literally smashing rocks. <laughs> literally smashing rocks? Fuck. Yeah. It starts with an explosion. <laughs> I almost I almost don't want to ever see the second one because... Oh, we might have to. I liked the way the first one ended so much. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to think I'm, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to watch the second one. I'm just going to pretend like it's a, a solo. I think the second one is glorious in its ridiculousness. But again, don't expect it to be like this movie. Right. It's so far removed. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's eight years in the, you know, eight years later. It's a lot of time. I can't remember if it's eight. I know he got sentenced to eight years. I think maybe Troutman comes and gets him before the eight years are up. But still, more maybe, damage maybe it's has real been done. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He does have a speech at the end of the second one that's supposed to kind of match this one. And boy, does it fall short. Oh, no, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going <laughs> to. No, it's great. Nah. It's great. Because <laughs> it's deliciously bad. It's wonderful. I won't. What they won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pretend like it doesn't exist, and I'm just going to move on to Rocky. Have you seen any of the Rockies? You know that I haven't. God damn it, you. I mean, I've seen bits Fucking and parts. Fuck. I've seen bits and parts because my dad what about Creed? would watch them. No. No? No. I didn't want to watch Creed wow. because I knew because I hadn't seen the I hadn't seen Rocky. Well, that's eight grievances against you. Six <laughs> Rockies and two Creeds. <laughs> so much. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, got, you got grievance punch to the face right there. You're down to the mat. If I watch Rocky for any other reason besides Stallone, it's because Michael B. Jordan is in Creed. And you bet your ass I'm going to want to watch that. <laughs> God bless him. That is sexiest man alive. Michael B. Jordan. Really? Okay, I got, uh, who else did you like? You liked you liked Commando in his fucking biker shorts. I hated and you Commando. Liked, no, but you liked him in his little biker shorts at the end oh. when he's, like, all <laughs> naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You like that? Yeah, he's good. You li- and, and so what about between the Arnold in the biker shorts and uh, Michael B. Jordan Creed? Michael B. Jordan. Well, well, Wait, I'm not done. Doesn't matter. Hold on there. Michael B. Jordan. What about Action Jackson? Oh. You were a big fan of Carl Weathers' Action Jackson. I love Carl. Yeah. I take it that uh, Schwarzenegger doesn't make the list. You you cut him quickly. Uh, like, yes and no. He's on the list. He's just not number one. Sorry. Right. Oh, sorry, Arnold. It's nothing personal. Sounds personal, but it... it it's not personal to me. It's personal to you, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I always have this moment of like, they're going to listen to this and then I'm going to like, I'm going to be that fucking asshole who's like talking shit, who just says mean things. They're not going <laughs> to listen to this. It's fine. <laughs> I better not say stop fucking your maid. <laughs> That's not my business. <laughs> I don't, oh, between Carl, Carl and Michael, I don't know. Oh, stumped her. Nice. Hi. All right. Well, what else, Chew? Anything left for this movie? How about that ending credit song, though? That's '80s magnificent. Uh, that I'll, I'll yes, I will agree to exactly what you just said. <laughs> exactly what you just said. It was very '80s, and I'll just yeah, leave it at that. Like it was very 80s, but it almost just didn't match what we had just talked about in the movie. My guess is that Frank Stallone 
probably has his dirty paws on that song. Maybe. Somewhere. Yeah. He's definitely singing the final song of First Blood Part 2. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Another glorious song, though. (laughs) Ah, the 80s. They just give and give. Oh, yeah. Um, this is up there, though, Chu. When you look at the Stallone movies, this is one of his better movies. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I can't, it's not like I can have a fucking opinion. I haven't even seen Rocky, so I'm sure Rocky is better than Rambo. <laughs> On behalf of a grateful nation, thank you <laughs> for recognizing... Your place. (laughs) I know what I'm about. In movie history. I'm self-aware. I understand. (laughs) Well, right, Chu, what's the drinking game for First Blood? Oh, easy. Every time there's just shitty police work. Oh, that's so much drinking. It's a lot of drinking, so you're going to have to take it slow and drink lots of water. Okay. You might as well just wear one of those hats with the straws that come down to your to your mouth. Uh, you might as well just wear a diaper. Otherwise, you're going to be up every 10 minutes for a fucking bathroom break. Sticking to it. I know it's a lot of drinking. Just take a sip. You don't have to take like a whole shot. I was thinking every time Troutman appears. Oh. It's not till later, though. Yeah, you got to wait a bit. Yeah. But after that. It's quick. Solid. <laughs> solid. Get, get buzzed real quick. All right. Well, we'll put a field in the poll. Okay. No, we'll put Vice a poll person. in the field. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, that's great. All right, Chew, we got two more Sylvester Stallone movies to go. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking excited. I don't even remember what we talked about, but it doesn't matter because it's a surprise. Oh, we'll keep it a surprise. Okay. Key. <laughs> I had to buy one of them. You cannot oh, find that's it right. anywhere. Yeah. Fuck. I spent $25 on it, Chew. <laughs> I'm fucking surprised. So this is what we'll do. We'll announce them at the beginning of our next episode and then people can vote on which one they think I paid $25 for. Okay. Good times. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Um, no. I mean, usually I'd be like, oh, you know, we'd be like, oh, do you recommend this movie too? And I'd be like, oh my God, yeah. Or fuck no. But I'm, since I'm the only one who's never seen Rambo, there's nobody else for me to talk, for me to say, go see that movie. I was the only person left on earth who hasn't seen that movie. Yeah. But maybe there's some lobotomized people who watched it and then got lobotomized and then forgot. Oh. And you could speak to that crowd. Jill, my sister, she hasn't seen it. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to wow. admonish her more than you ever admonish me. I was like, I was teasing her. I was like, oh, do you want to you want to watch Rambo with me? <laughs> She's like, I don't know what that is. I'm like, it's Sylvester Stallone. She's like, I don't, I don't know who that is. And I said, what? Oh, my God. Jill. Wow. I was like, it's Rocky. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got it. Cool. But I, I'm not even sure I believe that that last part. Wow. She's also So in that 22. moment, in that moment, you felt like I always feel when talking to you. Um, in the no. Yes. Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, because I was not surprised when she said that. I don't know who that is. I was like, fuck, come on. Rocky. That's what that's what I'm constantly saying to myself. Fuck, come on. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but it wasn't actually I, surprised. Actually, I got something funny for you. We, we were doing an episode a few weeks and I was listening to it. And at some point, uh, I brought up Scrooged. Yeah. For Jake Johansson, I think. And, I, and you, like, this this terrible blank stare came over your face, and you kind of shook your head at me. And I'm like, Chew, God damn it. And I was so mad. I was, I was just so frustrated. 
And then the very next week, or maybe two weeks later, I brought up, I don't even remember, but I brought up two movies. I brought up Scrooge and something else. Completely having forgotten that you told me that you don't know Scrooge at all. And I was like, this movie and Scrooge, which I hope you fucking heard of. And you were like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, we... And I thought, I thought, oh, my God. Like, she just let it pass by not telling me that we talked about it just like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> it was very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We're going on a Sylvester Stallone kick. You've uh, heard over the top. This is First Blood. We got two more coming at you right after this. So stay tuned. If you have a comment about First Blood, something we missed, by all means, let us know. Find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Send us an email to howdareyoupodcast at gmail.com. For Lady Chu of Tua T Fitness, I am Michael Schantz. I'm from the How Dare You Awards. Say goodbye, Chu. Good day. That was very nice. That was nice. I'm just, I'm just gonna leave it right there. We'll just leave it there. Fantastic. Good day to you, madam. Bye. <laughs> Fuck. You saved all your malice for me. <laughs> See ya. Okay. <laughs> So long, everyone. Hang on. Fucking bitch pipes. God damn it. <laughs> I swear to God. Fucking shit. <laughs>